you can hear the gentle tones of the ocean in the background and the howling winds and the big storms and the rough seas and you think to yourself well it was only yesterday that i was talking about dead flat ocean and uh, 30 degrees centigrade and bright sunshine and here we are the magnificence of living near the beach is that that it just changes uh, in a blink and thundering rain yesterday and uh, of course i did a podcast yesterday where the volume was a little low i apologize for that i have a new uh, clip mic, uh, uh, Apogee clip mic, um, and I didn't set the volume as high as I could. So here we are. Um, uh, you will hear a little bit of hum in the background or hiss in the background. That is actually nature doing its thing. And I'm on the balcony. I'm not down on the beach because the wind is too strong. It's uh, 40 kilometers per hour today. And you would hear nothing but wind noise in the microphone. So here we are talking and today's podcast and the reason I'm fluffing around is because it's really difficult one so uh, in nature there is a thing called parasitic uh, a thing the thing that attaches itself to something in order to survive and the thing the parasite usually ends up killing the thing it attaches to so you'll see sucker fish on a whale uh, they don't kill the whale of course but they don't have, they're very small and don't have much influence on the, on the, on the whale's behavior. But a, a vine that attaches itself to a tree eventually will kill the tree. A parasite that attaches itself to a dog, like a tick, will kill the dog. And that's the way nature intended it to survive. It's, it's not the battle of the it's not the survival of the biggest, it's the, the survival of the, the fittest. And parasites, therefore, are a part of nature's plan. They evolve the thing that they're sucking onto because it can't survive with the parasite sucking onto it. There's very rarely a collaborative interaction between the parasite and the thing it's attached to. It is a competition. Um, you, you may find a few examples that you could mention to me, but I've sort of racked my brain to see where the parasite and the thing it's attached to um, collaborate in perfect harmony. I'm sure there are some. In the process of talking about this, I, I've watched recently a documentary um, and it's called Alone uh, uh, and it's a Swedish um, TV show. I watched it on, I think, SBS, and it uh, it was they dumped twelve people um, uh, around a, a very large inland uh, ocean, a, a very very large lake. They dumped them in in the middle of the nowhere land, and uh, gave them a fishing net, a plastic tarpaulin, a few bits and pieces, and a flint and set them um, alone. And all this person had uh, on the, in their journey was a camera. Um, I think there were weekly call-ins. I'm not sure how frequently they called the phone, but as soon as they used the phone, it triggered uh, the uh, organizers to come out and check out what was going right or wrong. And there were people and the idea was that whoever stayed out there the longest uh, won quite a lot of money. I think it was a million bucks. 
incredible incentive to stay. And in the first week, uh, half the group fails uh, because of uh, inability to get a fire going or inability to catch a fish, which was the primary source of survival. If you didn't get fish, you didn't survive. Inability to build a, a shelter that uh, withstood all weather conditions. Um, so after the first week, there were uh, a bunch of people left and it was very interesting. Then it, the show became interesting because it was an, an, an not so much as a, a matter of the technical ability for a person to find food, but more on their ability to be alone. And hence the name of the show was perfect. After a couple of weeks, a few people bailed out and there were, I don't know, six people, let's say, left. Uh, and I won't spoil the show for you uh, uh, from the point of view of uh, what caused all the rest to fall away and, and need to be rescued. But at the end of the day, there were, I don't know, four people who were really had a chance of, of beating each other. And the question at the top of the pyramid was what would, what would help, what would make a person want to survive uh, alone in the jungle, uh, uh, so, uh, struggling every day to provide shelter, uh, handle the storms and get fish? What would make them satisfied to be in the jungle alone? And and what would motivate them to stay there? Well, one by one, the people fall away and call for help. And the only reason is loneliness. They're motivated at the start of the show, all of them, because they want to prove to their family or prove, yeah, prove to their family that they can do it. And then they're motivated to go back because they're lonely for their family. And it's interesting to see that a person at the end of the day, when you say, why would you survive a difficult circumstance? Um, another um, a documentary series that I watch is called I Shouldn't Be Alive. And it's, uh, again, uh, an incredible insight into the human condition where people are, uh, find themselves through their own fault typically, but through misadventure, they find themselves in, and they reenact uh, survival situations where people really should have drowned and, or died or um, been eaten in the forest or something happened that they would be uh, um, injured or without radio contact in the wilderness. And they'll start talking about the reason they would want to get through this horrible, horrible dilemma is family. And it's very interesting to consider that we are very often motivated to do what we do because we have someone else in the world that we we, we would be motiv we, uh, motivated by the fact that someone else needs us or we need someone else, or we are part of something, that there is not enough self-respect to say, I am really important in the world, I have a purpose, I have a job to do, I'm not finished in the work that I'm doing, I, I, wanna, 
I want to survive in the jungle. I want to be alone and win this million dollars. I want to do this because I have a mission, I have a purpose, I have a vision, I have a self-respect. What happens is all of these people, nearly all of the people in all of these survival TV shows start talking about, I'm doing it for my family or I'm giving up on this um, competition because I'm lonely to be with my family. And these are very, very powerful, adventurous people. And some of them in the most dire circumstances um, use the love of family, lose the love of somebody else to, to justify surviving. And I wonder if we are seeing a really important part of human nature uh, and the parasitic conversation. I'm wondering whether we're seeing a really important part of the difference between the normal and the abnormal in society. And as we talked about yesterday on the podcast, when you start working on your inner wealth and you start realizing there's an inner voice and you start working realizing that you have a spirit, the spirit that lives for something bigger than a relationship and bigger than a family and bigger than a job and bigger than these things. It, 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 it's a driving force. And, and then you become, I think the word is important, but I don't know what the right word is, but you become soul driven. So you become, in a sense, the highest value thing that you work for. And I wonder if a lot of us would have guilt to admit that, that, that we, our purpose, our sense of self, our sense of duty, our sense of contribution would be the reason that we would stay out in a TV show called Alone or, uh, or on a TV show that's reenacting survival, our survival in the forest where all hope is lost, uh, we're injured, we're bleeding to death, we've got no food, we've been there five days, we're totally lost, we don't think we'll ever be found and you start thinking uh, and, you, and you get delusional because you haven't had water. I wonder if we would all gravitate to this concept of uh, I only want to survive because of my family. Many of the people in the show that, that is described as um, I shouldn't be alive um, uh, uh, turn to God. And, but God is part of what they call family. It's part of family life. It's when, when in, in the Midwest of America, you don't differentiate God and family. You don't think, uh, I would rather worship God than my family. It's considered a, a packet. So it gets back to this concept of the parasitic relationship uh, that develops. And we, we, when we attached to someone or something as the primary reason why we motivate ourselves to do what we do, we say, I work hard for my family. I, I, I do this income for my family. Uh, I survive this for my family. And I wonder whether there is a distortion uh, that leads us to be inauthentic in our own self-talk and our own self-realization. And when we confront this, a lot of people get very uh, uh, angry. It, it is really a part of a part of a social meme or a fabric that we exist in where we would say my family is my priority. I do not rate myself as important enough to be to survive or to exist non-family. Um, 
But it's worth, I think it's worth contemplating this whole thing because of all the distortions and all the corruptions and all the self-delusions and all of the mental health problems that we witness, there is a, there is a lot of it that is, comes back to this parasitic concept of living off the well-being of another, living off the happiness of another, trying to make someone else happy and sort of, in a sense, becoming a parasite to their life rather than living our own. And it's justified under the umbrella of kindness or love or goodness, but it isn't. Um, you, you may all be aware of uh, the fact that my uh, a relationship I had before, which lasted, um, I don't know, four and a half years or something, um, ended really quickly. And uh, but but naturally, it was it was over and. and but, and it took me a couple of days to shake off the emotional um, disengagement from it. But I felt like I'd had a, a tumour. And what it felt like after it was all finished, I'd felt like I had a tumour. And that, uh, that I'd kind of like grown used to having this tumour in my body that was sucking my life force and sucking my energy away and sucking uh, m m my freedoms away and sucking myself away. This tumour, um, which is not a nice thing to call a relationship, but it, it, it was, it was uh, it, 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 the only way I can describe it is it was parasitic. It was almost like it was a tumour and I was growing used to the idea that uh, waking up of the day thinking what am I going to do today it had to include the satisfaction of the tumor I didn't know it was a tumor I didn't know I was being evacuated I didn't know I was being drained some of my friends flagged it but uh, I didn't know that that was happening until I, I had surgery and it cut off and suddenly I go oh my gosh I've got vitality that I uh, that I uh, was waning. I've got uh, wealth that was waning, and um, and the thing about a tumor uh, is that it it is part of nature's law to strengthen the body. It the part of the parasite is it strengthens the body to which it attaches, because either the body gets depleted and the tumor takes over and kills it, or the body has to reject the tumor and the tumor has to uh, it gets uh, uh, removed or the parasite gets removed it gets killed by the by the by, by the main thing so i have to be really careful with this conversation to imply that i'm in any way grumpy about uh, my past relationship or that that has uh, uh, that, that that i was not that i'm a victim in this thing but it's quite refreshing when suddenly something that you, you it grows with you falls off and you suddenly and you get over the emotional drama of being uh you know the 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 the, the sense of um expectation you had that this thing was going to roll on forever in mentally and you suddenly realize how much physically it was taking out of you or emotionally and and without and 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 implying that there could be a an equation in nature 
that is not a balanced one. But it is a balanced one because what you get from being vacuumed or being tumoured or being parasite, what you get from it is that you, you eventually either die, you either wilt and s surrender into it, and so the, the tumour, the, the, the parasite becomes bigger than you and therefore evacuates you, or you realise it and you have surgery, or you realise it and you shake off the parasite, you realise it and you, you stand on your own two feet again. And, and um, yeah, look, I, I think this is really, really important because quality control around relationships, sometimes I think we spend so much time with another person that we don't know ourselves well enough to recognise when, when things are unhealthy and I know for a fact that you know when you work from home and when you're living in in a, in a state of uh, kindness and generosity and love and you're trying to make all things work you don't necessarily have a good barometer as to whether you're operating in a healthy space or or whether this thing has grown on you to the point where you don't recognize yourself one of the things that I find really important to say to people uh, when I'm coaching them is that we need to all spend significant amounts of our time in a day alone. Now, last week I had um, my uh, new partner Jess, uh, she stayed here at my apartment in Bondi with her two kids and uh, it was spectacular, it was wonderful. The thing I struggled with was, was finding time to be alone of which I have lots when, I, when I'm in a normal, what you call inverted commas, normal week. Um, and in the previous relationship, when uh, my partner went away uh, um, for her training up in Queensland and stayed away for three or four months, I so enjoyed the emptiness and the space that I had to choose when I would disrupt it by interacting with the neighbors or interacting on a coaching call or interacting with other people. And I could also choose when to go down to the beach and just walk alone up the beach with no objective. You know, I'd, I'd done my turbo, I'd done my swimming, I'd done everything. I just had the objective to be alone and walk alone and do what we call in the 30 day challenge, the gratitude walk, which is to be alone with nature and just witness the beauty of being in the world as an individual and and I think the more we do that alone stuff like that move that documentary I mentioned before this series that they produced in in Sweden I think that being alone time is when you start realizing how, how uh, codependent or corrupted it can become living vicariously through the caring or vicariously through the uh, nurturing or compassion for other people that's not pure compassion it's parasitic behavior and we have to be really careful that we're not the parasite or we're not being parasited on i think those things become we default to them and they become the norm and you don't realize them when you're living in a bubble that the bubble isn't necessarily all that healthy um it's, it's not for the purpose of breaking relationships, it's, it's for the purpose of maintaining a healthy awareness of individual, individuality, giving the other person their right of passage, giving yourself the right of passage, 
recognizing that each person has a soul journey, that it is not part of a tribe, it's not part of a community, it's very, very, very much when we would be in a survival situation, we would say, why in the hell would I want to survive this? Because I have a purpose, because I'm meant to be on this earth, because I have things to give others, and I therefore have an important role to play, not gravitate down to the fact that I want to live through this because somebody else exists. It's an interesting conversation to have, I think, in, within yourself, and I'd be open to chat about it in your coaching call if you feel that is uh, a really healthy thing to do this week. In the meantime, enjoy this uh, weather change in New South Wales. Enjoy Victoria having the opposite, beautiful sunny days, and the rest of the planet uh, being as it is in the, uh, most of it in the Northern Hemisphere. Uh, uh, enjoy the snow skiing. <laughs> Bye for now.